How did that even, how did y'all even meet? Uh, was um, it through CL Smooth? Yeah. How did you even meet CL Smooth? I want the steps, like. <laughs> you are now watching rhymes and politics. Spit them balls. Yo, check it out, it's your right hand man, Saish, and now tuned in to Rhymes and Politics, the show where we sit down with professionals from all aspects of hip hop culture. Today, we politicking with the peace beloved himself, Amir, straight out of Mount Vernon. What's good, family? Peace, brother. How you feeling, brother? All right, yourself? Thank you for coming, politicking with us and all that. Real quick, your, 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 your born name is Amir with two E's. Yes, sir. But your artist name is Amir with two X's. Absolutely. What's the science behind that? Um, in 2012, I think, 13, 14, one of my, um, like a cousin, man, like a cousin brother, he, you know, he took his life. That was my man. Mm -hmm. So... Those two X's just represent that loss. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, oh, I never wow. look at this this life again the same. You oh, understand? Okay. So I switched the E's to X's in 2000, when he, 2013 for when he passed. Because mm. I met you like around somewhere around that time, around 2010. Yeah. I was running around with VS and Cherry Martinez. Right. So this was like around like Fashion Week, and we was at some event after that. I think it was on the East Side. I think it was. It was a nice little club too, but we was all outside, yeah. Paula just kicking it, mm -hmm. chopping it up. VS introduced me to you. Yes, sir. So when the brother um, Teron Beats hit me on the DM, was like, yo, I want to get my guy Amir on the job. I'm like, Amir, the, the Amir with the, but he, he sent me yeah. the Amir with the two X. Yeah. I'm like, is that the same Amir with the two yeah. E's? Yeah. yeah, I said, yo, please bring this brother down here, man. Yeah. So it's good to see you still out here shaking and moving, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That was so, around the Tommy Boy, uh, Warner Brothers deal mm. around that time frame. How long you was with them? With that label? Probably um, two, three years. It wasn't. It was a one, one shot situation. Mm. It was one of the first deals I think they did with um, the digital releases and all that. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was seventy thirty my split, my favor. Was it a good deal in your eyes? Like a good um, situation? Primarily, as far as, the, as far as me being able to negotiate that right off from okay. behind a barber chair, the lady, mm -hmm. uh, I think her name was Rosie Lopez, um, Tom Silverman, I think still. I didn't know they was a subsidiary of, of, of Warner Brothers. Okay. Um, so around that time frame when I just I was just starting to like light up the internet, kind of mm -hmm. like the blog era. Right, yep, I remember right? that. Because um, I was posting a lot of your stuff on my, right, I, I had my blog site yeah, too. I yeah, took a, I was doing dumb stuff like, Showing a uh, hundred dollars worth of silver in a like I could have took a poop at that it was I didn't really understand <laughs> the power of the internet. Yeah, I just thought it was funny, and as long as people in New York City would recognize the music I was doing or whatever, I kind of just took it from there. I didn't really I understood technology, mm -hmm. right? But I didn't understand the reach of who was seeing me right, right. at the time. Um, but she, because of the internet uh, as my uh, vehicle of choice. I've, I've been able to like master it in, and all yeah, that, yeah. And it's not just the the user end of it. I started around that time when I met you. I just enrolled in the Fordham University. Mm, okay. So I started to um, I ended up getting a, um, a a bachelor's in computer science and a master's in cybersecurity in under four years. Wow. So what I was doing was going to school year round, hustling, then going to school. You know what I'm saying? At the yeah. same time. So all yeah, that was documented. Yeah. Yeah. You from. You was born in New Rochelle and then I was grew born up in New Rochelle, New York. New Rochelle, New York. My mother, I was born in New Rochelle, New York Hospital. 
Right. right. My yeah. mother lived in Mount Vernon up there, McCleary Avenue. From there, mm -hmm. we moved to VA like yourself. A what part of VA? Down. I was in a town called Emporia at the time, bro. Emporia, like, that's like close to North Carolina. Pe Petersburg. I've been out there yeah, since, yeah, since right. the country. I was out I was there with out some there. dudes moving around. It was a school out there. You know, my mother, you know, I guess the school was at Greensville County High School at the mm -hmm. time. Um, Dang, I went out, was out there. there? I went out there, then I came back <laughs> to New York. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, like yourself, I was always in transit every holiday, right. you know. I was always back up here, so it was never like, you know, that's, I, I learned a lot out there. Yeah, I yeah, think definitely, that me too. between having a Jamaican uh, foundation and living out there and then coming right. back, you know, and then moving back to New York for good, it was kind of like mm -hmm. a, you know, I guess my mother thought she was saving me, my brother, my Same sister here, from something, yeah, but still Still turned up, up anyway. Yeah, it still <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What it was. I think I got more in the streets down there. Because when my mom's moved us down there, this is like early 90s, I'm probably like, I'm born in 76, so I'm probably like 13, 14-ish. Yeah. VA, VA is a very, uh, you get into what you want to get in kind of state, mm -hmm. to me, place. Right? If, if you want to be artsy, you can find that. Yeah. You have to insert yourself. The streets out there to me, are, streets anywhere are the streets, right? But certain streets, I feel like there's no prerequisites for jumping in the streets. So right. jump, I call it jumping in traffic. You want to yeah, jump in yeah. traffic? Go ahead. That's yeah. my, my terminology for it. You want to get in traffic? Go ahead, bro. But you don't need a license to do that. Mm -hmm. Only time you need something is when you get caught. Yeah. So and down there, you don't want to get, there, you get jammed, jammed up, up out the there. It's, it's on over. your report call for, yeah. the, for the rest yeah. of your I life. I got jammed up out there. Me too. I got an F on my joint still on No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't keep it. I was, I was a teenager, and I got some... Uh, like the alcohol and some other kind of charges yeah. involved, but I didn't I didn't want to tell where I got the other you know all mm -hmm. of the shit from, so yeah. I kind of just bit it, yeah. and um, it followed me for a little while. Of course, so, definitely, you know. yeah. So like, coming, what what sparked you to be a a, a lyricist? Cause you're a lyricist, bro. You think so? I'm a lyricist. Nah, man. you a, you a fucking lyricist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get off this seven day beloved beloved there. EP, man. It, yeah. that, that's a dope project from top to bottom is just enough you're giving them all yeah, from because i you. listen to like the 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 beat yeah the lyrics the cadence mm -hmm. the, the the topics how you delivering it yeah. yo that's a whole solid package right Thank there you, man was, you did was, good on that that p rock that. is on the production on that no nah, he he was a coach okay he did a rizza you know <laughs> yeah. you know i turned i you know it was me um my man uh tone beats is mm -hmm. on there you know he's under you know, uh, I can't say under True Soul officially, but he's uh, he's with True Soul right? yeah. as a producer. My man Trey, um, Trey, I call him Trey on the drums, young boy out of Jersey. I had my man Shanghai mm -hmm. that provided some firepower. Okay. Yeah, uh, and my man also Shanghai music, and then I had my man, my bro for like that I really was cooking up with heavy, heavy before everybody. My man G Weeks out mm -hmm. of Boston. Okay. So me and him had created like a synergy over the years and the last seven years, and. Um, so these, are like, these are like your batch of producers yeah, that you go to all the P. time. And then, you yeah. know, of course, everybody know me. Not I say everybody know me. Everybody know my relationship with arsonists, right? Because I, okay. I, you know. Heat makers, yeah. Yeah, years, we go back some time. Mm -hmm. um, I heard the brother mention um, the Binks. Yeah, I, you, you work know, with them? Yeah, work with them too? too? Yeah, yeah. Lately, Bink um, is fire, yo. Yeah, yo, he's a, he don't mess with everybody. Right. Which, which makes it special when he does mess with you. Okay. Right? He's kind yeah. of fickle, right? So, I think that's kind like of a lot of the like producers, Pete Rock too, right? Kind Pete of a little super, bit. Pete, that's listen. I think he chooses yeah. who he want to work with, like yeah, yeah. So and and even to you know slide to that, I think the thing with me and Pete was, 
I never knew why he, he, he uh, said, come on. Mm. I never knew, I never asked. How did that even, how did y'all even meet? Uh, was um, it through C.L. Smooth? Yeah. How did you even funny. meet C.L. Smooth? I want the steps. Like. So, so <laughs> at one point I was out, you know, I was in traffic, man, and mm -hmm. I was, you know, messing with the weed or whatever. This yeah. is all whatever, it's legal now, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure people since they're gonna, you know, I don't, I don't do no facade. Just I was wasn't crazy with it, but I was at the time it could have looked crazy. Yeah. Right. So, you know, CL came to the shop. I was cutting at the time. Okay. And I was also, you know, barbershops, You know, shit happened in shops. The shit that happened. Yeah. So I said, yo, I got some outside the truck, man. I'll go grab it for you. You know, trying to get my shit off. Mm -hmm. And he said, yo, I'm doing a show downtown later with the Roots. And, um, Did he know you was an artist? Nah, my cousin played a record that I had, um, an Erica Badu record, the remix. It's to, this is a guy named Jason Panucci from uh, Albany, New York. Okay. You know, Jason Panucci had given me the record. I think Q-Tip was on it originally or something, and I ended up putting my vocals on it. He said, they like your voice. I didn't really think I was really, my penmanship yeah. was 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 up to up the par at the time. Mm -hmm. But they, I guess they liked the voice texture. I didn't, I always thought my voice was funny because. This was like you early yeah, coming into the yeah. music business? For first time, oh, first, I never had, yeah, you, What year yeah. was this? You talk about 2007, Got to be, yeah, yeah. yep. And um, so I, I didn't really have, I didn't have a demo or nothing. I just, just do say, yo, do you rappers? Yeah, I should, I, and I end up doing it. Wow. And, um, I didn't have a demo or no, nothing. I just, my cousin played the record in the shop. Yeah. See, I was like, yo, do you, um, um, if I had the record, it'd be a hit. I said, I got the record. Why is it not a hit? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you arrogant, young, and uh -huh. cocky. You're like, yeah. yo, I've got the record. It's a hit now. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody started laughing. So we kind of just took it from there. And then he, like I said, that night, that evening, I went down to, uh, it was an urban plaza. Mm -hmm. him, and Pete, him and Pete were performing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met a few of the other guys from Mount Vernon. Like, Dio was there. Um, AZ came through. I ended up linking up with AZ that day, and AZ yeah. was one of the first artists to ever take me on the road around that. Really? Yeah, like maybe. But you don't got nothing out. Huh? Nothing out, no. And they just like putting their confidence into you, or um, they just see something near you, like, yeah, oh, now nah, yeah, come with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. it could have been that. Up. You know, it could have been right. You know, uh, in hindsight, mm -hmm. I think it was. Um, uh, I came across another day. It said it's the difference between believing and knowing. Yeah. Some people can believe in you, right? But when, when you know things, it's a different yeah. vibration that you create around yourself. So mm -hmm. if you know it and somebody believes, you don't have to say nothing. Right, right. It's like you look at a basketball player like, yo, this dude, like, he'll give me 30. He's like, yeah. nah, I'm chilling. But he know he going to give you 30. Mm -hmm. You believe he can give you 20, right? Yeah. So I think that creates um, energy around artists. Okay. You know, uh, and I think around that time, I, I, I was like, like Fats was saying earlier, I think he was on your show, he said, you know, um, sometimes your frontal lobe is not fully developed, mm -hmm. right? So we think we have answers to the unseen. My grandfather used to always say, your eyes can't see what your brain can't comprehend. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. And I think that was a, a, in that time frame, I was more seeing things, but yeah. I wasn't totally in full comprehension mm -hmm. of what was taking place around me or why. And they say, yo, come with me or whatever. Uh, and, you know, but what's for you will always find you, I was yeah. always told. So yep. I think that kind of played out that way because um, that, yeah, to answer, keep it short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, who were some artists that inspired you to even pick up a pen and start writing? I was an artist of my mother and my sister. 
Yeah. They they heavily to nah, me. They, they come are. In. My mother listened to like Anita Baker, a lot yeah. of jazz. You know, I have you know my before my um, father got deported or whatever happened to him. You know, so no disrespect, but I, you know he got sent back to Jamaica. I didn't oh, really ask wow. any questions like right. what happened, but I'm pretty sure something you know yeah. happened. So he never came back to the U.S. Okay, and you know sort of reggae and. The, the Jamaican influence from my grand, my grandmother, you know, everybody that, you know, Caribbean side of you, mm -hmm. you're always gonna, you know, we know what's in the house at all times, like yeah. food and, and a sway, yeah. right? Um, when you have a, a southern roots as well, you get yep. more, t -t -t -t, everything is more like, yeah. it's not bassy music, it's snare music and, mm -hmm. and hi-hats kind of thing. You're, you're, it's more, the rhythm is more here. Jamaican music is more, it sways, mm -hmm. it's more of a bass-driven okay. cult to right. me, well, yeah. the way I hear it, right? Um, so my sister used to have these tapes, and she had all of these old-school hip-hop tapes under her bed or whatever. I stole the tapes, stole her box. <laughs> she, like, you like know, she was at my grandmother's house, so I took, the, I took the shit, and I just started. Um, now, these tapes had already been out maybe 10 years or better, 15 years maybe, but over 10 years at the point. So I took him and I started writing down the lyrics. Okay. And I think um, the first dude I wrote down was, was Rakim. Thank you. And uh, so I started yeah. writing down like Rakim lyrics. Rakim is my, yeah. my, my, my teacher think, also. He got a lot of yeah, students. Yeah, I think. Um, but you know, you had Nas was out, Rakim was out. But <clears> I, mm -hmm. for some, my sister didn't have Nas tape. She had the Rakim tape. So I took it and I said, and I just remember. Uh, but they're thinking of a master plan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's paid them for, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I recited. I, I wrote the lyrics out to that, and I kept reciting it to myself. And I used to recite it in under 25 seconds. What year is this? At what age are you at I this had, time? This is like I don't even know the year, but this had to be. I had to. I was under 12. I was under 12 for sure. That sounds about right. I was talking fast. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah, about right. I was under 12 for sure, but for accuracy, I the year I'll be lying. But I do remember this much. The tapes was already out. And yeah, they, yeah. Out. they was dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was my, you know, I heard music around me at all times, mm -hmm. like whether it was Anita Baker, reggae music, church music or whatever. A lot of soul was flowing through the house. Right, yeah. Right? Um, so it was, it was a, a melting pot of different, I guess, different sounds and shit. So I started to, um, I like the more, you know, uh, Ethereal, I guess, sounding music, where it was okay. kind of like I could think to it. Yeah. So when I started hearing that stuff, as opposed to the dance stuff, you know, I feel like that was cool, but it was it was common. It was it was celebratory, which is needed as well, right? Yeah. It creates balance. Yeah. So so what I started to do is kind of more gravitate, and the more I started listening to this tape, and I seen them on the cover, it had like him and I guess Eric B, and they had these it was a Gucci mm -hmm. black joints with the and they look like, no, this is going to sound nutty, but they look like drug dealers yeah, with intelligence. Cool. Right. So I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. I need to get down with this. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was just, I was, I was frozen. And that then woke I kept up your hip-hop yeah, spirit. Yeah, and I, and I saw, I said, damn, let's do this. This is my type of conversation. Mm -hmm. Same here. Looking at his face, he wasn't smiling. You remember he had a, right, like, he, he always business. saying nothing, nobody smiling. Like, yep. oh, listen, I'm rewriting, I'm like. Why is nobody smiling? <laughs> so if nobody's smiling, then I don't, okay. And I'm writing this shit. I'm looking at him like, okay, this is serious now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I got to be serious, yeah. right? So, and, um, and then from there, you, you know, you start to just travel through, I think, that the different um, 
the beauty of music is it's a snapshot of a time frame, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I could go back and listen to music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and uh, I started to just dive back more, right? And then okay. I started catching myself up. So then when I started catching up, I'm, I'm listening to more like uh, the early, uh, the foundation of hip hop music, right? right? I guess what people would call it that. See, you was doing your homework. I was doing my idea. I'm, I'm big on that. Because a lot of the artists in this generation don't do that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I definitely had to go back and do the research. And even now, it's still so much music I haven't right. heard, right? Mm -hmm. It's tons, millions of records that I probably, or let's say hundreds of thousands. I think it's kind of dragging it, but there's thousands of records I probably never heard of, may never hear before, I, before I leave the planet, right? So yeah. I try to just engage with as much as possible. Um, because I think that um, the more you listen to, the more it just creates, uh, you come into contact with different energies. Yeah, see, and yeah. Like, like you said, like, you know, this music was in your house. So you could see the physical right. of this music. Now, everything is digital on tablets, phones. Right. So I, these generations, they can't see it. Right. We, we had the physical in our right. face where we could look right. at it. And at this time, you know, this is when family was coming together. Family was important. You know what I'm saying? No so you're seeing your aunts and your uncles party in the living right. room, the cousins in the back room. We do what we out. do, but we're going to go in the front and, and see they what they're doing. high and drunk. <laughs> high as hell, drunk But they're playing hell. all this good music right. that's catching your right. eardrum, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like those times is missed right now, man. Severely. It's Severely. crazy, bro. Severely. So, I, think, I do believe... Um, I don't know. I, th I think just those things provided a soundtrack to so many parts of life, right? Yeah. Um, and I think when we hear, we heard music, or even when you hear music and it has a personal attachment to it, it's a lot different than the way people engage with music now, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it as part of a... Because I'm going to come back to this generation thing, because right. I think it's important yeah. the way we navigate. Not you, but for me, the way I navigate the vehicle of my words, right? So, a hundred years from now, we won't be a generation, we're gonna be an era. Mm, yeah, that's right. When we study, when people study time and space, even if you look at the time and space continuum, right, it, it doesn't study a generation, per se, as much as they study the era. Right. The monolithic era, mm -hmm. the Kemet era, the Kush era, the Nubian, yeah. like, it, and, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. The Crusades was an error. It was never a generation thing. And I think that causes division in, a, in artists, in art, art, not only an artistic expression, but let's say um, when artists get together and we, and, and we colla and collaboration too, it also right. contaminates the fiber of collaboration yeah. because you think that somebody's two years younger than you or eight years older than you, mm -hmm. or vice versa, or five minutes earlier than younger than yeah. you, you feel like they're not, there's nothing to learn or right. they exchange. I think there should be a mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And yep. that level of division has caused a, a ton of problems, even in creativity, whether it's media, mm -hmm. whether it's, somebody may say elite media versus hip hop media. Yeah. And, and look at the, and all of the little colloquialisms that are involved in these conversations that we have in yeah. regards to our culture that it's a beautiful thing to see us run the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. But if our reach is still on other cultures' platforms that run the other aspects of it, whether it's business or reach, 
we still kind of put ourselves in a weird conundrum at times if we don't understand the landscape. Not, right. I know you do, yeah. but I'm speaking to, <laughs> yeah, you know. Definitely. Um, so, so for me, I just wanted to make sure that I was equipped the next time I step out onto the playing field. Even for when I met you, like I said at the time, I was just getting that deal with uh, Tommy Boy. I yeah, because we were just outside just kicking it, politicking, chopping yeah. it up. So, I, you, like I said, I was also like posting your music on my blog site and all that. So I always kept my... Um, Hooks the to the street. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So It felt like I disappeared, right? But I didn't. Right, thank but, you. Right, but the funny thing I never did, what happened was when I went to, when I ended up going to Fordham University, I was. Did you stop doing music nah. while you was in college or you still was? No, so what happened? Out? I went to Fordham in 2012, mm -hmm. 13. And, um, where was I? I think I was in the lane at this time, right. running around. So right? I, and I was, and it was, I think it was Gene Nelson and G. Roberson and this dude, um, I guess Cash, had taken me over to those guys and they were saying, like, yo, don't sign to anybody. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm down in my grandmother's house. What are you talking about? Yeah. I got to sign to somebody. You sound crazy. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to go to school because I heard school was free. I, I, I was in the military, so people didn't know that. Wow. Whereas I was in the Army, and I did 11 months, 12 months of combat. I was in PSYOPs. I went to the John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center in school at 18, 17 years did old. Did you want to go there? Or... Nah, it's a situation. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't like I was in some government. No, it was like, but then I guess it's called a GT score when you score high on, a, on an ASVAB test. What happens is... They, the jobs open up based on the, your test score. Uh -huh. Me, to call myself being slick or fake smooth, like I ain't trying to do no hard work, just put me with the computers. <laughs> yeah. I ain't trying to get dirty with these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll put me in, um, uh, uh, I guess, S2 is called, as a form of the, in, inter, the intelligence portion of it. Mm -hmm. So I end up in Germany. Uh, then I did 11 months of combat from there. Um, Damn. So, yeah, I did six-month tour, then I did a five-month tour, right? When I came from there, I ended up going to Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg, I was in Fayetteville, and I was in USASAC, right. United oh, States okay. Army Special Operations Command. Yeah. And I did uh, two and a half years there. That's when I, from there, I went stationed in Albany. And I, I'm still under 21 at this time. Wow. I was 16 and eight months when I went to the Army. People don't know that. Yeah. Right. So my mother had to sign over legal guardianship <laughs> yeah. to the government. Yeah. To let me rock. Did you go to your, yourself, or I went, how, I went, how did this inter, like introduce itself to you, to you, like in school or something? When you was about to, when you graduated, I, I hadn't even graduated, and I was, I, but I, like I said, I had got, got in that trouble. Got you. And yeah. the only way I was gonna get off them papers, I knew that. I didn't want to keep going to a, it. Let me taking some dumbass drug dependency test, but I was a kid. This is how they railroad you. Yeah, yeah. You're 15. Mm-hmm. Did I really do? I'm not telling you who, what. It don't matter at this point, because if I do that, I'm ruined out here. Yeah. I'm finished. So I'd rather be finished with you before <laughs> right. I'm finished out here, because yeah. I gotta be out here longer. Yo. <laughs> so we're gonna have to figure this out. My mother was pissed, but she probably understanding that. Like, it would have finished me, bro. Mm hmm. I took it on the chance to know. I don't know. I, it was just me. Wow. Damn. All right. And they had me taking these, like, bro, smoke me. Was you, still, was you still writing when you was in, in the service, too? Yeah, so seven, 16, 8 months, I went to basic. So I wasn't 18 years old yet in basic training, so the drill sergeant kept me with, on the weekends when dudes could leave the post for a couple hours, I okay. couldn't leave the post. Right. Yeah. I had to stay on ground, stay on base. Dang. Until I turned 18.